Good morning, everybody. My name is Julian Hoaz, and you're here listening to Morning Chat, Good News and Politics. I'm here to help you guys understand what's going on, to answer your questions, and to let you guys know the information on topics that you guys want to hear about. Today, it's 17 degrees in Amsterdam, 16 degrees in Brussels and Paris, 15 degrees in London, 18 degrees in Bucharest, and 18 degrees in Madrid. And we have some good news today. Bundesliga came back this weekend, so all of us who have been starved of sport and decided to take a big interest in South Korean baseball finally had something that we actually understand to watch. And Italy is planning to reopen its borders starting on June the 3rd with no restrictions for EU travellers, with people being able to travel between the regions in Italy, and with only those coming from outside of the EU Schengen area and the UK being able to enter without going into 14-day quarantine. And Africa is continuing to defy expectations and confound analysts, with many African countries reporting comparatively few cases compared to China, Europe and Americas, with 1.43 billion people or 17% of the global population. They've had few cases and few deaths reported, with less than 1% of global infections and even less than 1% of global deaths due to COVID-19. This is good news. People are saying that this is due to the fact that they may not be reporting cases or they may not be testing as much. But for now, it's good news. We're going to see where it goes and we're going to see what happens as time goes on. Now, the question today that I had was from one of my YouTube subscribers. As always, if you like these videos, like and subscribe. It helps me get out some more people and to get more questions like this, which helps me clarify issues for all of you. Someone asked me, why do you think France and the UK have this agreement between the countries when it seems that their COVID-19 strategies are really different? Or would you argue they are more alike than not? This is relating to the recent agreements that people traveling from France to the UK and from the UK to France would not be put into quarantine. And this is an interesting question. People don't necessarily understand the history between these countries. So I'm here to go let you guys know what's going on, what the context is and why these countries work together. Now, while the UK and France are known as historical rivals, with both countries having fought for centuries for control of the world, resources, territory and in particular undermining each other constantly when it came to trying to climb to power, France and UK have seen an increase in cooperation over the centuries and despite the recent hiccup that is Brexit, this cooperation continues to be fruitful. Since the last major conflict between them being the Napoleonic Wars, friendly ties have improved since the signing of the Entente Cordiale in 1904 and has been strengthened by the cooperation that we saw during World War I and World War II, where in many cases both countries' survival depended on being able to work with one another. One of the big cases I'm going to bring up with no shame at all is that the UK was instrumental in helping to liberate France alongside the rest of our allies, and without the UK's involvement, it's very likely that the path of the war would have taken a very different turn. Now, there has been distrust between the countries, such as Charles de Gaulle during the 60s, who saw the UK as being too close to the Americans and the Americans trying to use the UK to influence France and undermine French interests as well as European interests and European diplomatic efforts to reduce tensions following the wars. And this led to Charles de Gaulle going no when it came to the question of the UK joining the European common market and even going as far as to pull France out of his active role in NATO. However, upon his death, 
this changed. Britain was able to join the European common market and the European communities, and France returned to NATO to work with the UK and its other allies. The UK and France primarily cooperated in matters of defence, immigration, and even research, with the Suez Crisis and the Falkland Wars being two cases where France and the UK cooperated very, very closely, and where both of these countries came together and worked together to achieve their aims of in political terms, in economic terms, and even in territorial disputes. Pardon me. Now, this increase recently in the 2nd November 2010, where France and the UK signed two defence cooperation treaties. And these were quite important as these were intended to bolster both countries' military powers due to the fact that they were waning and they were seeing a decrease in global power, political power at the time. So this between Nicolas Sarkozy, the French president at the time, and uh, David Cameron was to enable the sharing of aircraft carriers between the two countries, creating a 1,000-man strong joint reaction force, a common nuclear simulation centre in France, a nuclear research centre in the UK, and the sharing of air refuelling tankers and joint training programmes that would enable both countries to better utilise their military capacities and use them in a more effective manner. This is important as this happened outside of the European arena. This wasn't related to European membership for either countries. Both countries maintain a robust level of bilateral agreements and bilateral relationships due to the fact that they both see themselves as being in similar positions and needing to use similar tactics to be able to increase their influence on the international stage. Both countries even operate immigration checkpoints on each other's territories. For example, the uh, Treaty of Le Touquet covers seaports on the channel and enables both countries to enact checks on opposite sides. And in particular, this is used to ensure that migrants aren't able to cross the channel into the UK and that they're mostly dealt with in France. Due to Brexit, this was actually going to be, this was threatened to be thrown under the bus and taken care of. And many politicians in France decided that this was a hill to die on, that they wanted to get rid of this agreement because a lot of pressure mounted up in France regarding this migrant crisis in Calais. However, this went down as people saw that this could be used more to further bilateral ties and this was actually a benefit for both France and the UK in regards to how this worked. The UK and France also operates border checkpoints when it comes to the Eurostar tunnels or the Eurotunnel and the Eurostar service. So in Paris you have British immigration officers checking passports for those going into the UK. In the UK you have people from the French forces checking passports for those entering France and Schengen. This also happens in Belgium, where they have Belgian officials there, and I believe this is the plan for the Amsterdam border checkpoint that's going to be opening up for the Eurotunnel section here. And these border checks were all increased by the Sandhurst Treaty in 2018, I believe, which strengthened UK border security, or UK and French border security, through the UK increasing its investments by £44.5 million due to the necessity of increased CCTV capabilities, border checkpoints, uh, new fences that need to be put up, and the ability for funding to be made available for security forces dealing with migrant jungles and migrants overall. The countries also have economic reasons for ensuring they have a close relationship. Within 2018, France was the third largest export destination for the UK, 
and the fifth largest import country for the UK, with the UK also being France's sixth biggest export destination and the eighth biggest import destination for France. This is important. There are economic ties there that need to be upheld and these countries need to work together closely. And regarding the recent discussions, France does not want to get rid of its bilateral relationships with the UK. Regardless of Brexit, regardless of what's happening, France sees great strategic value in what the relationship with the UK brings. It brings security, it brings support, and it helps France to have a strong ties with a fellow UN Security Council member and to make sure that a country that has of similar size, of similar ambition, is able to be worked with in an effective manner. Many people have decided that because of Brexit this is impossible, but it's not. These countries need to work together. We have such a rich history together, we have such a rich relationship with one another that we need to be able to engage, to cooperate in a cooperative manner, to be constructive and to work together. Just because the UK is leaving the EU doesn't mean that relationships have to die between France and the UK. In fact, I would advise against this completely. This isn't sensible, that doesn't make sense, and it's just spiteful. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining in. Thank you for sending in the question that I got this. I've got another question that I'm going to record soon as well. And I just want to say, guys, thank you very much for always tuning in and showing the support. If you like this video, like it, subscribe. If you're listening to this in podcast form, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. I've got quite a wide variety of uh, audience on the audio versions of this. With people from the USA and Alabama to Moscow and Russia and everywhere in between. And honestly, it's great to know that so many people are enjoying this, looking at it, and also sending in questions. Guys, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram if you care about my little kitten that I'm posting pictures of very frequently. Just get in touch if you want to have a question answered, if you have a topic you want covered. Let me know what you think. Put your feedback below or email it to me, julianhoes at protonmail.com. Guys, thank you again. I hope you guys are having a, a, as best a time as you can. Enjoy the, work, the time off you can have. I know many people are going back to work now. And let's just make the most of this. Guys, thank you. I will see you guys on Wednesday. Take care.